Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Stay Grounded and a happy December. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I am just so delighted and grateful that I get to share this week's amazing conversation with my dear beloved, Miss Gina Warfel. So Gina is my girlfriend and one of my favorite human beings on the planet. This conversation was not planned. It, uh, In fact, we were just spending some time Thanksgiving morning really reflecting on our lives and all the things we're grateful for and all the people that we just adore and love and all of the, the synchronicities and opportunities that have showed up for us. And in that reflection, we began realizing a few things about our journeys that were just really profound. And in that moment, we both were like, we should probably record this. <laughs> and this episode is the product of that decision. We talked about gratitude in ways I don't think I've ever talked about. You know, not just the role that it's played in my life and our lives, but how our bodies and the intuitive wisdom that shows up inside of it, you know, how how my own relationship with my body has evolved, how Gina's relationship with her body has evolved, and how all of that plays into the idea and concept of gratitude. How do we be grateful for pain in our body? How do we be grateful for anxiety and fear? How do we be grateful for all of these little nuggets that just keep showing up in our day-to-day awareness? Like, I think it's really easy to be picky and choosy with gratitude. Like, I can be grateful for my all the good things in our lives, but you know, the bad things are showing up for a reason too. And I think that was one of the biggest ahas and profound takeaways for me from this conversation was just how to be grateful when things are hard, how to be grateful for the things that you don't want to be grateful for, how to be grateful for pain and suffering. How do we be grateful for some of these, just some of the things in life that, that are just so hard to be grateful for. And so I just adore Gina And she's so brilliant when it comes to tying in concepts like these, these soul level concepts with something physical like the body. You know, she's a brilliant dietitian who teaches people how to connect with their bodies using food. And I just, you know, I just really appreciated this angle and this perspective because it was so tangible. You know, we may not all have the same journeys, like I might be an entrepreneur, you might not be an entrepreneur, like we might have different careers and family dynamics and stories, but all of us have bodies, all of us are breathing, all of us walk on, walk on feet, all of us have senses. So even tying in this idea of gratitude to something as simple and something as profound as, as what we are born with, these vehicles, these vessels of life was just really beautiful and um, nourishing for for me to explore, and I'm just grateful that you guys get to explore it with us. So enjoy this conversation. Gina's 
truly one of my favorite human beings and I just adore her. And I hope that you guys get to experience her wisdom and take a lot of um, benefit from uh, some of the concepts that we shared on this week's impromptu episode. So anyways, without further ado, I love you guys. Can't wait to continue creating and just enjoy the magic of Gina, Orful, and myself. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's special episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant, amazing, beautiful day so far. Oh, my God, there is a bird on my balcony. Okay, so before... (laughs) Hi, Gina. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Um, Just, I have to tell everyone this story. So I live in downtown San Diego, and... I've been feeling really disconnected from nature recently and just not feeling like I'm getting enough because it's the city and there's noise. And every now and then there just happens to be an animal of some sorts, an insect, a bird, something that just flies into my balcony. And right now there's a beautiful little bird that's just sitting there and now he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the nature for the next month. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hello, my dear. Hello, my dear. Hello. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so this podcast is being recorded. One, because Gina and I were just having the most lovely conversation about gratitude and the lessons from the universe. And we were both like, we should probably record this. And so it's being recorded now. And uh, so I want to start with maybe the intention, Gina. What was our intention? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think the intention was we were exploring gratitude, but more so the question we were exploring was how different would our lives look if we actually paid attention to the to the subtle little gentle reminders from the universe mm. instead of needing to wait for the sledgehammer of a lesson. The ones where the universe is like, man, I tried telling you this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, like you get these little hints, these little whispers and hints, or even like just like an inner knowing, like you were talking about this morning, how, like, have you ever wanted to travel or did you ever just get the pull to travel somewhere? And then it like massively changed your life or something, or where do we get like these little subtle hints and whispers and do we listen or do we wait for life to just literally smack you across the face and be like, listen, I've been telling you for a long time. Mm. Have you ever had that before? Do you think I'm kind of putting you on the spot (sighs) to think about that? I feel like my life has been a collection of me listening to the subtle reminders and me waiting for the ones that just hurt. Like I remember when I, like when my mentor passed away at my full-time job, I remember being like one of the only ones who took a lesson from that. There were like 60 to 100 employees that knew my mentor really well. And almost every single one of them just said that as another day. Oh, he just died three months before his retirement date. Hmm. I was the one that was like, oh my God, that could happen to me. Hmm. Oh my God, that's a lesson. So you jumped on it or... I jumped on it. Yeah. Gratefully. Right, before you ended up like him. Before I ended up like him, before I had to wait to get that reminder again. And those reminders just kept coming. It's like, hey, something outside of you, you cannot wait to live your life. Like there'll be a pandemic. There will be, I'm sure if I stayed in that job, 
And I just kept going. I would have been hit with that again and again and again until I was forced to leave, maybe let go. Maybe there was something that happened that was out of my control that made me completely shift my life. Yeah. It would have just taken longer for me to get exactly where I am now. Because I feel like our souls are choosing a path before we choose our path. Like our souls know, and that's what these subtle little hints are. It's like, hey, this is actually where I want to go. Yeah, this is this is your path. Keep going here. I actually think about that a lot with my health, and a lot of people kind of say this too. If you're struggling with like a health issue or a disease, and I know there can be like a lot of anger and frustration, like why is my body doing this to me? Like mm. why is my body, you know, so angry? And I remember being in that place where I like a few years ago, my health got so far off track, not out of choice, but I was like, my labs were off, my hormones were off, my body was inflamed. I had all these skin rashes and I couldn't sleep at night and all these issues. And I was just like, what the heck happened? Like, why is my body waging this war against me? And at the time I was just so angry and confused of why it felt like my body was turning against me. But then I look back at how many years my body was silently like, Hey, you know, you're, you have a lot of anxiety. Like you probably need to take care of me. And I didn't. And I, I pushed through it. Mm. I worked harder. I worked out harder. I did all these things like harder, 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 or all the subtle ways that it was hinting to me, like, Hey, I need to be taken care of. Something is off. And I just like pushed it down and pushed through until eventually my body was really felt like it was waging against me. It's so weird. It's like, it's not weird actually. Like that's the thing. It's not weird. Right. Like, yeah, like in hindsight, you're like, oh, my God, like it's so weird that my body knew all this time. No, it's absolutely perfect. And I think that's kind of where I'm landing now, which is what's stopping me from just listening? I've actually been thinking about that a lot. <laughs> this is so this seems so small and so silly, but even something as small as around caffeine. How many times do I not like the discomfort of being tired? And I'm like. I don't like this. So then I kind of fuel up with caffeine and how easy it is to like continue to do that until mm. we reach like full-blown exhaustion. And then we're like, man, I can't even pull myself off the floor. Like I'm so exhausted. Not that everybody gets there from drinking caffeine, but how, what if, you know, I subtly tapped into the fact that my body is telling me my energy is low, like you need rest, not more adrenaline. You it's know? like learning from the perfect response of the body. The body is creating a response. It's there to be listened to. It's there to be learned from. Yeah. Right. Like that's, and that's a shift. Like it's, <laughs> but that's, I, and I, I'll be fully honest, that's a scary shift because sometimes we have shit to do. Sometimes right. we have like stuff to get right. done. We have deadlines to meet. We have bills mm -hmm. to pay. We've got this reality around us mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like it wants to slow down. Mm -hmm. And so then we get in our heads and say, oh my God, I, can't slow down right now. And maybe that might be true. And uh, this, actually, this is so interesting. Like I said, I have no idea why we decided to podcast right now. It just felt like <laughs> the right thing to do. But yesterday, just yesterday, I was thinking about, and I was going through this process around how I feel like I've been pushing myself to reach deadlines. Mm -hmm. These made up deadlines in my mind, mm -hmm. these made up expectations from others. Like, it's like, oh my God, the world expects me to do this. I have to meet it instead of like grounding myself in my energy, in my feelings, 
and what inspires me and what nourishes me and trusting that what I'm feeling and what I'm intuitively wanting to work on is exactly what I'm supposed to be working on. Mm-hmm. And I hit this point of exhaustion yesterday, actually. This is literally, this, and it was, it sucked. It, it was awful. In fact, I was in tears because I was just like, why am I abandoning myself so much in the pursuit of all these things that everyone else wants? Mm. Why am I, why am I actually trying to predict what everyone else wants when they probably don't even want that stuff? Why am I putting on all this pressure to perform instead of just be and create? So how will that look in your life moving forward? What did that all mean to you? All those questions and those thoughts? Well, what's sitting with me right now is just the reminder to ground in myself before I create. What does that look like? It looks like breathing. It looks like connecting with my body. It looks like meditating. It looks like really feeling gratitude and and just, con- I think, connecting. I think that's really, my journey is about disconnection versus connection. I don't know. I just feel like when I'm disconnected from my heart and my body and my emotions and my inner knowing is when all of the anxiety, stress, anguish actually begins showing up. It's not actually life that gives stress to me. It's me disconnecting from myself that creates stress, even if it's hard. If it's hard, but I'm connected to myself. What does that mean, connected to yourself? What do you mean? I think for me, that means staying, staying connected. What's another word for staying connected? It's like staying rooted like I know where my roots are. Like I know where I'm coming from. I know, I know my history. I know how I am. It's, it's, it's awareness. It's like, I, I'm, I'm incredibly aware of my, myself and I'm staying rooted in that awareness and I'm not just reacting. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very responsive to life. I remember when one of our, one of our friends had said to just, like when you're connected, it's like knowing the energy behind why you're doing what you're doing. And I remember him saying, you know, I've worked my whole life out of a place of fear and I've gotten this far. Like wait until I shift the energy and I work out of a place of love and not out of a place of fear. Yeah. Of not being enough or doing enough or creating enough or meeting deadlines. Like the energy behind that creation versus creating out of a place of love. Well, and this is where I think the brilliance comes in. This is what we were talking about earlier, in fact, like how the universe can give you something you want overnight and time is an illusion. So this idea that we have to hustle, hustle, hustle to meet a deadline. Sure, there may be realities to it. And there's also this brilliance and this magic of like, if you just create and trust in what you're creating, if you trust your intuition, And a lot of people aren't at a level where they can trust their intuition yet because their intuition hasn't actually steered them in a direction that has gotten them to that space of, I think, I think in the beginning, I think about five years ago, we literally talked about this five years ago. I think we needed to actually go against the grain of our intuition in order to break ourselves open and get those sledgehammer experiences, lessons Mm -hmm. so that now we can be in this space where, okay, like I know that I don't actually have to go and exhaust myself to get what I want. There's another speed. Mm -hmm. There's another road that gets me to another result. 
but the yeah. result is still magic. Sometimes it, it, I think it is so helpful to have that contrast where your life, I think a lot of people have had that where their life just falls apart, like life shatters and falls apart. And I think about how much gratitude I have for that, that if at one point my life didn't completely fall apart, I wouldn't have gone through all of the lessons and the depths to see what I really want and see what can make me happy and really change my life. And I think I had to have that really earth chattering, you know, disappointment of, oh my gosh, I didn't hear the lessons. I didn't see the signs for so long and just have it completely rock my world. So I could really do something different. I would be scared and to do something different. And and that's maybe the brilliance of the soul. Right? Fear isn't that thing that I think is that bad guy that everybody keeps calling like, oh, no, fight fear. No, fear is a friend. Fear is a feeling. Fear is a subtle yeah. correction in the right direction. Or it's a compass in a lot of ways. Stephen Pressfield talks about that in The War of Art, where resistance mm. and fear is your North Star. Yeah, I love that. And there's this brilliance to these feelings that we feel. And yeah, sure, in those moments, if we listened, it would probably make our lives more exciting, right? Maybe that's part of what the soul wants. It wants life. It doesn't really want just the comfort, the the soul, when it gets too comfortable, it gives you these pushes in the form of fear. Yeah. To show you. There where is to that go. big that big movement of like, you know, fear isn't real, overcome fear. And I think because of that, I spent so much time thinking I had to conquer fear. Otherwise there was like, you know, I was weak if I had fear. And I didn't quit my job for a long time because I had this fear. So I was like, I'll be ready to quit my job when I overcome this fear. And then having that realization and that switch of like, no fear is just telling me like, Hey, this is really important to you. Slow down and consider all of your options. Because if I didn't have fear, let's say I eliminated that fear. I might be very reckless with my decisions. and like, I don't care. I don't have any fear. I'm just going to, you know, do anything and then make some really reckless decisions. And that fear was actually my ally. Like fear was what was pacing me. And it didn't have to be crippling. It can, but it doesn't have to be crippling. It can actually be my ally to say like, hey, let's slow down. This is really important to you. You're afraid because there are consequences of your decision. So like slow down and really think about everything, but don't let it cripple you. And what a huge shift that opened up my life that I didn't have to lean into the rah-rah, like fear is fake, you know, overcome fear. <laughs> you know, you don't have to fear anything. Well, I think there's this culture of not wanting to accept fear and not face fear and not even admit that you have fears. Mm -hmm. But I would argue if you're not afraid, you're not living at your edge. Everyone's afraid of something. Yeah. Right? Like I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends that have no fear in the entrepreneurial realm. They'll go and conquer everything but they're massively afraid of intimacy mm. and opening up. And You've actually been really good about that. It's like just pinpointing, okay, where am I feeling like, I don't know if I want to say fear. I don't know if fear is the right thing of what you've been feeling, but you've been really, really finding your edges of like, okay, where have I pushed and pushed and pushed until I hit that point where I'm like, Ooh, this feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is a choice I get to make, but it's just, I feel like it makes a much more, interesting life when we lean into our fears 
And then we find the trust in ourselves and the capacity to overcome them because fears are just feelings. And yes, there's realities. Like I may not be skilled at creating money. I may not have the resources. Sure, there's realities of a situation. And then there's the feeling of fear. Mm -hmm. And those are two very separate things. Mm -hmm. The feelings of fear are just feelings. And I'm realizing for myself, I think there's a, I don't know, there's just more love on the other side of it. Yeah. Like feeling your feelings are not, took me a long time to get here, but we're here. (laughs) About gratitude. Yeah. On Thanksgiving day. Talk about, talk about gratitude. How I think. Sometimes. You talk about gratitude. <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> Look at you trying to like flip the turntables. <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. <laughs> you know, we were talking about gratitude this morning and like really thinking about that. Like, can you stay in a place of gratitude when you are going through the worst struggles? And I don't know how, how can that be? How can we keep that at the top of our minds? Like when we're, when we are really in the most challenging places. I love how you said this morning, like gratitude is like, it's a way of, how would you say that? Like, pattern matching. like, right. And, And so I guess that would be like creating your life based on like finding and recognizing all of the things that are wonderful in your life versus creating and recognizing all the things that are not. I think it's kind of like prayer, right? Like a lot of people pray when things get hard, but that's not when you start praying. Like you start praying when things are great. You start praying because that's what develops the muscle of the prayer actually working. And that was always a perspective that I took. Like if, especially with religion, like I'm not very religious, like I'm very spiritual, but I've never really been like the, like, I feel like I've come a long way, like with my relationship to God and universe and all that. But like, for me, it's like gratitude is like, you're making those, you're making the acknowledgement of like, wow, I have something to thank a creator upstairs for. I have something to thank a universe or some energy for. And that practice when things get hard becomes like your anchor in a lot of ways. It's like, at least for me, like, every most the difficult times in my life, like I can look back now and see the brilliance of them. Like I wouldn't be here with you if some of the challenges I had in my life didn't surface themselves. I wouldn't be working on the projects I'm working on right now. If the ones I thought I wanted didn't fall apart and break, I wouldn't get a chance to be living with my brother in this beautiful city. If my dad didn't have the foresight to be like, Hey, go live with your brother. Like, there's yeah. all these things that have just shown up and I can go back to micro moments and just say, wow, I'm so grateful for that. Even if it sucked. I think that's one of the most powerful practices that like our friend, Will Etheridge, who's a really amazing coach talks about um, perception balancing. And this has now become like one of the most valuable skills that I have is to really analyze like all of the the painful moments, the hard things and and really go through and talk about how is this happening for me? Like, what is the benefit? What is the benefit of this happening to me right now? And, you know, me being a, a food person and talk, you know, around food, a lot of people will get so frustrated and be like, why, you know, why do I have these food cravings? Or why, like, why do I keep doing this? 
And it's like, when you dig into it, it's like, oh, a food craving is trying to get your attention. Hey, I need something pleasurable. And then it's also teaching you, where am I missing pleasure in my life? Like it's kind of, it actually comes full circle to what we were talking about in the beginning of like, what are these little whispers that something needs to change? And so it's like, how is this situation happening for me? How is it a whisper in my life that's telling me like something needs to change or finding the benefit? What is it going to create? <laughs> I could listen to you podcast for hours. <laughs> oh, you're brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love that you always bring things back to the body. Oh yeah, that's kind of like my my default is like. <laughs> well, I, I think it's really important because I've learned this from you. It's like whether you like it or not, this is the body you're stuck with, and this is the body you're going to be with. But it's so intelligent; like it right. communicates to us so well. And I think about years ago, I had this horrible rash on my body that was spreading all over my body, and it was like this inflammation from inside of my body, and it was the one way my body was trying so hard to get my attention. Like, hey, something is off. Like, listen to me. And I go to my doctor and my doctor is like, you know what? Let's give you this cortisone cream and we'll just suppress it. And we'll just like make it go away. I'm like, what? Like, this is the one communication that my body is trying to like be like, hey, look at me. There's something off. And you want to actually suppress it with a medication and just visually make it forced to go away while all this inflammation is continuing in my body. Like, you know, our bodies are so intelligent to tell us, give us these whispers when something is off. When we have a headache, you know, we might not know the answers, but when you have a headache, like, what is it telling us? Like, what is off when we feel tired, when we have a rash, when something is off in our gut and we're like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I know gut issues are such a big frustration, but like, what is it communicating to you that, hey, there's something off. There's something I could, <laughs> this isn't a nutrition show, sorry. <laughs> Talking about gratitude. Come back. <laughs> grateful for you. I'm grateful for the way that you're, as I said, I just, I think it's really important. And the reason I want to really highlight that idea of practicing gratitude for the body is because sometimes it is hard to practice gratitude for the things that are sucking in your life. Sometimes it is hard to go outside and look outside and be like, wow, I actually don't really feel like I've got much to authentically be grateful for. But when you just come back to your body, you still have your breath, probably still have two arms, two legs. You've got a beating heart. You can feel you're connected I think that's what exercise does for me. Like when I exercise and it's hard and I'm breathing hard and I'm like, gosh, like it, it, it connects me to the fact that I have lungs, I have a heart and it's working hard and it's here for me. And it just brings that connection, that awareness to like, it is here and it's working for me every day without me ever. I don't ever have to ask my heart to beat. It's like your feet, right? Like, because I've been really looking at like, you know, Indian cultures, they really revere the feet. And they really revere it. And like the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. It's like your feet are carrying you everywhere. It's literally, they're like, they, they, they're the ones that are protecting you from the ground. Mm. Like the soles of your feet are like the skin is thicker. It's there and it's doing that by purpose to protect you from mm. the ground. It's carrying you up. It's got strength in its own way. Mm. And 
like when you come down to that simple fact, how can you not be grateful for your feet? I think it's such a simple and important place to start because mm-hmm. when we can begin practicing gratitude with the body, I think it opens up a channel to begin practicing gratitude with everything else in life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one extremely grateful for that lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think we can like use those, um, you know, use our challenges or our pains to go into gratitude with that lens of like, you know, how can I be grateful for it? And I think about like these pains that I've had, like in my neck and my muscles and, you know, feeling so much frustration of like, why is this happening to me? Why can't I figure out my neck pains? But then when I look at like what these tight muscles in my neck was doing for me, I really have to slow down well, like when I exercise and just really get so tapped into like, when does do my muscles contract? What does my body need? How am I breathing that affects like my neck contractions? And it's actually taught me how to go deeper and deeper into my body and listen to it better and learn how to honor it. And it's like, wow, this neck muscle is actually my teacher. Like it's my guide into my body. Otherwise I could continue to keep ignoring and and check out for my body if I'm not feeling any pains. And so like looking at all of these like challenges or these aches or these pains through a lens of gratitude of like, how is it teaching me more? How is it guiding me to the life that I want to have or that I'm following? Yeah, that's, that's the proper way to listen to the whispers. Doesn't matter if it's a whisper from your body or a whisper from life. And we can be curious about the whispers that is gratitude in action, that is gratitude in motion. That's what we're, that then opens up the channel for infinite possibility. That's when we get to respond to the pain, respond to the external thing instead of us reacting to it with a label of God, not again. I can't believe this is happening. Oh my Mm. God, I can't believe my back's acting up again. It's, that's, it's, it's, that's a great thing to the, you just said there. If, if anything repeats itself in your life, oh, this, this always happens to me. This again, this always happens to me. Pay attention to your always and see if yeah. you can, instead of the always, if you can introduce a, oh, why is this happening this time? If you just make that one shift, I think that opens up a world of possibility. Definitely. It's a world well, of Gina, possibility. It's been great having you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Grateful to be here. (laughs) In stay grounded fashion, I have to ask you one last question. How do you, my dear, stay grounded? I think I get grounded with some hot cacao in the morning. Mm. Wow. That was easy. That was cheating. Is it supposed to be hard? Word. All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Gina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, 
content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.